All our lives, we've been told to go to school, get good grades, get a good job, and you'll be set. How's that working out for you? I'm Tavana Denise, physical therapist turned life and business coach, and I'm on a mission to help you create a life you love and a business on your terms. If you want more time, more freedom, more flexibility, I can help you create it. Welcome to Breaking Protocol, the show for women in healthcare who want more. I've always been fascinated by successful people, not the people that were born into money that already had a leg up, but those who rose amongst the ranks and those who came from nothing to build a great business or relationship or great health. I mean, especially those who they seem like the underdogs. I guess that's why I like those kinds of sports movies where there's an underdog that always comes out to win. And when I think about success and why I've been so fascinated by it, the more that I coach clients around their business, it doesn't matter how simple I try to make things for them. It doesn't matter how many, how much resources they have, how much knowledge they have, certifications. It really doesn't matter. I find this time and time again. And I remember when I wrote back in my book, um, Unstoppable Success, back in 2015, that success is 80% mental and 20% skill. And I truly believed that. When I wrote it at the time, the more people that I work with over the years, the more I am starting to see that is fact. <laughs> I mean, it could be a thought too, because I mean, I didn't do any scientific study, but what I'm noticing is I think about people who have been super successful in their lives and their businesses. And I look at my clients and the ones who are just knocking it out of the park and the ones who are struggling a little bit is the ones that are making progress and moving forward and, and having breakthrough after breakthrough are the ones who are willing to go there and do the deeper work, the mindset work. Because I talk about how business is about mindset and the mechanics of business. So of course, there are certain skills that you need to have to, to understand at least to be able to execute on a strategy. But how you think about various aspects of your business, your clients, your offers, all of that, plays a huge part in the fervor, the energy, the consistency in which you will actually put into your business. And we know that when we like something and when we enjoy something or we're interested in it or more passionate about it, we tend to dive into it deeper. And when we dive into it deeper, what happens is this, this interesting feedback loop, it's almost like getting a dopamine hit where you enjoy it so you want to study it more you want to do more of it and when you do more of it you get better at it and you get better at it it's just this this feedback loop that happens so what i am finding that's happening with a lot of people clients and just people in the thrive network and just friends and even myself right this is something that i continuously work on and even more so now because i'll just be honest <laughs> I just knew it was like, okay, yes, I, I understand. I know we got to work on our mindset and I just want to think positively about things. But sometimes it's about finding the sneaky thoughts, I call them, 
that are holding us back, that are undercutting our efforts. And so some of the work that we've been doing in the Courage Circle here lately is what I call catching the sneaky thoughts. So these are the thoughts that we assume are true. And so we don't even question them. They could be thoughts like, I'm not making any progress. I don't have enough clients. They, whoever they are, they already know about this. I don't wanna annoy them. They're not interested. It's taking too long. I'm gonna fail. And I wanna look at these thoughts in particular because I have thought them in the past, my clients have thought them, and maybe you have too. So, so often I hear people saying, I'm not making any progress. This could possibly be true if they're associating progress with money, i.e. dollars in the bank, but most often they haven't associated with it with anything. So they're not counting all of the things that they've done in their business in order to put them in a position to make a lot of the money potentially, right? A lot of money potentially if they just keep going. So for example, when people say to me, I'm not making any progress. Well, we already know if you know anything about test taking any, like you want to throw out words that, that discount the sentence all never. And in this case, not making any progress. Well, that was the case. We could have just went to the first class in school and said, oh, well, I'm not making any progress. So I'm never going to be a whatever it is that you are, PT, nurse, doctor, whatever. But was that true? You needed that base knowledge in order to get to the place where you are now. So one of the, the thoughts that we assume are true, we, that we never even question is, I'm not making any progress. Okay. The next one is, I don't have enough leads. And we talked about this a little last week. And the thing that I would ask you to consider in this one is enough leads to do what? So what comes to mind when I think about this, when I hear people say I don't have enough leads, my question would be, why do you assume that you have to have a lot of leads to get clients? And even in that question, it's like, well, how many is a lot? Because this makes me think about myself personally, where I made over 100,000 with less than 1,000 people on my email list. And I also have a mentor who's made $1 million with about 1,000 people on her list. Conversely, we've heard of people who have, and I don't know how to get all these people on their list, but have, who have 100,000 people on their list, but only a 1% to 3% open rate. So Sometimes we're telling ourselves, I don't have enough leads, but we really got to think enough leads to do what? Okay, the next one is they already know about this and I don't want to annoy them. And I have to say, I've fallen into this trap before in my thinking because what often happens when I have used the thought, they already know this and I don't want to annoy them, I feel kind of like pushy. Let's say that's a word. That's a feeling. And if I feel pushy, then what often happens is I slow down telling people about what I'm up to 
or I slow down telling people how I can help or maybe I even stop altogether. Have you done that before? Where you're like, oh, I don't wanna bother so-and-so, I don't wanna annoy them, they already know this. So maybe you've been posting on your personal profile and you're like, ah, they already know about this. So then you stop posting. And I thought about this because I was talking to a client the other day and when this thought came up, I realized that, you know, remember those Doritos commercials at the Super Bowl? Like, I think about those commercials that they spend all of that money for on the Super Bowl. Trust and believe they're not only playing it at the Super Bowl. They play it for weeks and weeks afterwards, and they play it on multiple channels, the exact same commercial. So why do they do that? probably because they loved it. They spent a lot of time or money or energy on it and they want as many people to see it as possible. And I'm sure there are other reasons as well, but I hope you understand what I mean when I say that when we think about this. So let's think about another example in terms of commercials. Everybody and their mother knows about McDonald's and yet they continue to produce commercials. Why? Because they know at some point, you're going to get hungry, even if you're not right now. And they don't want you to forget that they're there and how they can help you. Think about that. What are some reasons you could use to your advantage? Why is it a good idea for you to keep telling people about your thing? I know we hear about the, the Facebook algorithms and the Instagram algorithms and all of the different algorithms. They're not showing everybody everything. Think about this. Just like if I think about the commercials and the different times of day and the different channels that they put the commercials on, they're putting them out as many times as possible because, listen to what I'm saying here, they want to maximize the chances that as many people that might possibly need their services or their product or whatever might see it. And so... How can you apply that to your own thing? Let's think about this one. They're not interested. That thought, they're not interested. Well, how do we know if we don't ask? Even if they, the person that's in your Facebook friend list, if they're not interested, what if they know someone who might be interested? When we think they're not interested, it just reminds me of when I was in the fifth grade and I had a teacher named Ms. Burrell and I would never ever forget this lesson that she taught me. So just imagine for a second, we're at the, she's at the chalkboard and she writes the word assume. She cuts it in half and circles the first three letters, the word assume. And then she pointed to U and M-E. And so she said, do not assume, because when you assume, you make a blank out of you and me. And so when we have the thought, they're not interested, that assumption, when we assume that they're not interested, that assumption closes us off to the possibility that one, they might be, but we don't know because we haven't asked, and that they might know anyone who is interested so fascinating right it's just our thoughts about it and the reason why i'm bringing this up is because like if we know that these are just our thoughts then we get to do something about them 
And when we get to change our thoughts about it, we get to change how we feel. And when we change how are we feeling, then that changes what we do and ultimately changes our results. So last two, it's taking too long. Now, this is a sneaky one that I had for a while. Then how long is it supposed to take? So we think about should and supposed to. Well, if it's taking too long, well, how long is too long and how long is it supposed to take? Well, it takes as long as it takes. And in this case, we're assuming that we know how long our path is supposed to take. And I also want to think like, well, too long. How long is too long and too long compared to what? To school? Maybe? I don't know. If you knew that you were in this for the long haul and you took, let's say, two years of consistent effort to really get your business to a point where it could sustain itself and you have even, let's say, 10 more years of working, would that be too long? Two out of 10? How do you feel when you think it's taking too long? What do you find yourself doing or not doing? when you're thinking it's taking too long. Notice how that's affecting your results. And then finally, I'm going to fail. I think this is one of the most catastrophic of the thoughts. Because when you assume that you're going to fail, what's your energy like? What are your efforts like? Are they inconsistent? Are they half-hearted? What results are you producing when you're thinking, I'm going to fail? We know from what we've been talking about here that thoughts are opinions or choices. Why assume that you're going to fail? Why not just assume that you're going to succeed? So recognizing the sneaky little thought is the first step. And then you have to get to work on challenging, examining, questioning the thought, and then deciding, do you want to keep that thought? Is it leading you to the results that you want in your life and business? Or are you going to change it? So if you need help finding those sneaky little thoughts, the ones that we assume are true because we've just practiced them over and over and over again, or they sound true, or they seem true, Right? If you need help finding those sneaky thoughts or changing the ones that you do see, you know how to find me. Go to TavanaDenise.com forward slash momentum and let's set up a time to talk. Until next time, friend.